art and artists have been around for quite some time, ever influencing our perceptions, not only of ourselves and the world external to us, but those things which only exist introspectively as concepts and figments. Recently, a fierce competitor for our attention has arisen and could very well subsume what we've called art in the past. Content this week. Philosophers. Philosophers. What are we talking about this week, David? We're going to talk about art and another word that I that I hate and bring up on the show that I hate, content. Hmm. I hate that word. Okay. Well, we've talked about art not too long ago. Right. Um, do you remember what the working definition we had for art at that time was? Nope, not at all. Um, all right. So I believe we went with the Wikipedia um, intro paragraph. Most likely. Because uh, the first sentence and the way it's defined is, quote, art is a diverse range of human activity and resulting product that involves creative or imaginative talent expressive of technical proficiency, beauty, emotional power, or conceptual ideas. That kind of sounds familiar to yeah. me. And I would be fine with using that sure. for this definition. Content, however, is kind of a different animal because this word has taken on a new meaning relatively yes. recently. Yes, all because of the intertubes. Let me see if I can find a definition that's close enough to see what got adopted. So, okay, I think this one's pretty close. The principal substance, such as written matter, illustrations, or music, offered by a website. That's a, nice. That is include. exactly the definition. Yep. Um, Perfect. Cool. Uh, although I do think it's kind of somewhat borrowed from the second 2A definition, which is substance. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the, the stuff that makes up another thing. Interestingly, 2C is also an interesting definition. The events, physical detail, and information in a work of art. Right. The contents. Yeah. So, how do people mean when they usually use the word content, do you think? Or, like, what is your impression? Well, my initial impression when somebody uses the word content... Well, okay, when I hear somebody casually use the word content... I think that they are being lazy and not coming up with a more appropriate word for what they're actually trying to say. Um, like they might say, you know, I really enjoy so-and-so's content because they, they can't be bothered to come up with an accurate description of what it is that person produces, but it's the thing that they make. I like the thing they make and I'm going to call it their content. Or it's that the person making the thing or things that they make they like all of it and it may cross multiple artistic mediums for example perhaps maybe that seems rare though possibly because i very rarely hear the word content without followed by the word creator right which is funny yes, because that, that's we don't really the bone that i have to pick that made me add this topic to the topic stack is that like the notion of like okay the notion of an artist or is not is not lost and i'm not this this isn't necessarily me like getting upset about the image of an artist um art is just one one thing that is sort of being absorbed into this space mm -hmm. um but it's yeah it's that if you 
do anything creative online, you are reduced to content creator. Like, and that, that sort of brings with it some connotations of like your job is to occupy people's free time. That's the, that's the vibe I get from it. It's that you're, you're not producing anything for you or because it is worth producing, but it is for entertainment value only. It is content to fill up your dull and boring life. Interesting. I can think of a couple examples where I will actually just, okay. So let's look at this from two sides, right? I think that there are those who we would refer to as content creators have a perspective on why they call their stuff content and nothing else. But I also think it has to do with the perspective of the consumer in this case. I think there's two different use cases, kind of similar to the way artists, at least the image we have in our heads of the artist is art artists typically are making art for them their sake right and they don't really care about whether this is true or not the image in my head is that they don't care about the consumer of the art um and so the way the person who engages with the art that experience is like almost done in isolation of the artist itself like most people who view a piece of art are not thinking about the artist at the time they view it they're thinking about the piece in front of them right right whereas this is different with online quote content creators in which usually you are involved um directly um not always but because there are people that for example they will make an animation in which they create the animation but they don't do any of the voice work they're not present in any way other than their expression but you still think about the person while you're doing it and i think it's how we engage but before we go down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. um, there are some individuals who I will refer to differently depending on what context I'm referring to them. Uh, there are two p- particular examples. Um, there is The Critical Drinker, uh, which is a YouTube channel, or it's a person who performs a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and Shadowversity. Okay. Okay. Both of these people have published books. Okay. And when I'm talking about them from the perspective of their works, I refer to them as authors. However, when I'm talking about the reviews that they do or videos that they make, I don't refer to them as authors anymore. I refer to them as, yeah, they're one of my favorite content creators or YouTubers, which is a subsect of content creator, I would say, for all intents and purposes. So it kind of depends on what light I'm discussing them in. And they, I, I, And I think that I intend to draw in the uh connotations of each when i use those terms because when i'm talking to somebody like oh you like movie reviews you should check out the critical drinker he's a pretty good content creator that does reviews i'm speaking that translates an image to somebody of who i'm talking about but i will also go forward to say he's also an author and that is meant to like legitimize his points that he makes as a content creator especially since he reviews stories like like movies and stuff like he he reviews the narrative structures of movies and stuff a lot of the time right and so i get, I get I'm, I'm wondering like like why why do you choose specifically to say to, to use content creator as the initial description instead of film critic because um content creator tells you a lot about i guess what i'm meaning um it's a youtube channel a youtube which, film critic why not that because that may not just be that okay he doesn't just critique films like most things in youtube are not just to the purpose he makes jokes as well he tries to be entertaining 
I think there's room for that. And that's fine. In film critic. But Especially when I, if you qualify it with on YouTube. Sure. But when I'm telling someone this, I'm trying to paint them an image of the experience that they're... I'm trying to relate to them an experience that I have to see if they want to have that experience or not too. And the experience of consuming the content of a content creator is fairly universal. It's usually going to be you and your phone on a toilet <laughs> or you and your computer with headphones on or you and your living room on your TV watching another a thing that a human made by themselves, usually by themselves, um, for a short period of time. And it should be done when you need to spend some time doing something fairly unengaging. Like, it's it's like the modern equivalent to watching Okay, TV. so you do literally mean, like, here is something that you can use to fill up the the gaps between interesting things that you're doing. Yes, this, yeah. And I would say you should rank, and when I'm offering it as a recommendation, my recommendation is being limited to, if you have free time, here is something that would, should maybe rank higher in how you would spend your free time if you had decided that you're going to spend right, your free instead time. instead of aimlessly scrolling Reddit, watch yes. this. Yeah. Right. I don't necessarily think that, and this is strange because I don't necessarily think it's the same as when I would recommend a film to someone where I'm asking for a higher degree of commitment. Right. I want you to block off time for this and do yes. it. Yeah. And especially in most of the time when I recommend a film, I generally will only recommend films that I've seen in theaters that are still in theaters because I believe that that's a better movie watching experience personally. Um, it's more of an event. You know, it's, you go to a place that that's its sole purpose is to show films. There's the food, there's the environment that comes with it. It's louder on a bigger screen. Like it, to me, it, it, it's, it's a, it's an experience like watching movies at home. It, it's watching movies at home. It's going to the cinema when you go out <laughs> to the theater, you know, and, uh, and that's not to disparage. I think that there are plenty of films that I recommend people watch at home, but it kind of starts to backslide into the same group. It's like, well, if you've got an hour to kill or an hour and a half to kill, you can watch this movie. It's, it's still more of a commitment. Whereas I think, the connotation with content creator is that, yeah, this is a good content creator, but I will be very quickly, I will very quickly notify the person if it's going to be a long investment. For example, another film, another content creator slash film, and, and I would even go so far as to label this person actually as a film critic, um, Mahler, because he is a very technical, that that is the sole purpose. It's a video essay critiquing a film and they, his videos tend to last for upwards of three to four hours mm. and so i will notify the person in advance that this is a commitment um not necessarily something that you would want to do in your free time because if you have this much free i'm not going to dare to assume that you have four hours of free time contiguously to just sit and watch this also now that i think about it it's not just free time here's some content that you can watch while doing something else i think that's the other big difference mm -hmm. I rarely will sit and watch a YouTube video and that's the only thing with my attention. I will be doing something else and have it on and watch it. And if it's good enough to pull my attention away from the thing, the other menial task that I want to be doing right then, all the better. But I'll usually be doing something else as well, especially if I'm at my computer. You know, it's it's hard for me to sit at my computer without typing something or interacting with something. And... I think the way we view content is content are things you do on your computer that don't prohibit you from doing something else while still being able to consume it. It's lightweight enough that you can do both, or you at least don't feel like you are missing out if you don't do both. Right. Whereas 
I think it would be kind of weird to say that about art. Like I would be upset. Like I do get upset. If my wife gets up in the middle of a film to go like grab a snack and she doesn't ask me to pause it, I'm frustrated. Like, what are you doing? You're breaking the experience. Like you, you are no longer suspending your disbelief to watch this. You're, you're not, it's not the point anymore. Like I'll pause it. I'm not enjoying this because you're obviously not enjoying this enough to stick around and watch or pause to yeah. take your break. Yeah. yeah. And if you tell me, Hey, can we pause it soon? I need to do something like that's fine. Right. Let's together suspend like in suspension of our disbelief or dissuspend. I don't even know what the word you would use there. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and, and when you watch a movie with someone, it's a cooperative activity. You're both watching. The goal is that you both watch it so that afterwards you both have had a similar enough experience that there, you can discuss it. There are fewer things more annoying than watching something like a film with somebody and then they start like talking over it. It depends. I think if it's a movie that you've both seen multiple times. Sure, but for the first time. For the first time, though, absolutely. If you're talking through it, it's like... Are we watching the movie? Or are we talking about the movie? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? You know, I hundred percent agree. This isn't content. Okay. You can't just like distract me in the middle of it, you know, <laughs> but, but therein lies, I think the difference is it's a, it's a low, it, people don't want to call it art because they don't believe it deserves the same respect that art does. Like there's a, there's an implicit amount of respect that people I think give to art. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess maybe my relationship with it is different then because like I, I do spend pro- probably an unhealthy amount of time watching things online. Confirmed, go on. Um, but when I do, I tend to give it a similar, maybe not quite as much attention as I would give to a film, but pretty close. I'll, I'll still be doing stuff on my computer, but it normally is limited to like having some chat open or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like real. Sometimes I'll get distracted and start really doing something and then the sound of a video playing in the background will annoy me and I will pause it and focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. I tend not to just leave videos on in the background while I do things because either it will distract me from the thing I'm trying to focus on or I'm upset that I'm missing the thing that I decided I was going to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I think one of the closest comparisons, we didn't call it this, but we kind of had a word for this before, shows, mm-hmm. TV shows, like yeah. daytime TV shows, sitcoms and the like. Um, those who don't engage with YouTube the same way as maybe you and I do, I think probably have engaged with reruns the same way. And maybe that's a word they would use. Um, for example... My folks don't engage, my my parents don't really engage with YouTube. That's not their primary source of watching things. Right. Uh, not time wasting, there's a word for it, past, it's other pastime. Yes. Okay. Um, but they'll absolutely turn on a rerun of like Seinfeld and have it on in the ki- in the living room while everyone's talking. And it's like, oh, this is okay to talk over. It's a rerun. It's fine. But it's also fine if we want to sus- watch it too. I get the you're not obligated to speak because there's noise being made in the room. So we're not having to deal with uncomfortable levels of silence, which hear me out. I think is like the primary reason quote content exists is that people, me included are, are terrified un- of being alone with their thoughts. They're terrified of being alone with their, with their thoughts or just being in, in quiet. It's, it's uncomfortable. I spend a lot of time in the quiet. Actually. I enjoy it. Okay. Um, human beings find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, there are plenty of people like you that, are fine with it. But I would argue that there are just as many, if not more people that are uncomfortable in silence. Like 
I will point to the fact that there is a radio in your car. And that has been a staple feature of the automobile for a long time. Right. Almost since automobiles. Right. And you can make the argument that, well, yeah, it's there because cars used to be loud and noisy. And we would rather have, we would rather put structured noise on top of the unstructured noise to distract you from it. But I don't think that's the point. I don't either. Yeah. It, it's because what are you doing most of the time when you're driving? You're sitting a lot of the times by yourself in silence. And that makes people uncomfortable. But people, as they needed to drive farther, wanted to have something to listen to. And we even tried putting TVs in cars when TVs first came out, but we quickly realized that's too that's distracting. Absolutely terrible idea, yeah. But I, I'll be honest, I absolutely will listen to slash watch YouTube videos while I drive. I'll be honest, I've done that, especially on long trips. Because I don't need to focus on that the whole time. You know, I can listen to it yeah, most I of the time. Yeah, I can see that. It depends on what something. kind of video it is. Some some demand more visual attention than others. Sure, that that's absolutely true. But like, if it's two people doing a podcast, right, and it's just happened to be televised, like say we were to set a camera up, you know, near us and then record us doing right, this. Right, it doesn't matter if, if you watch or not. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's ultimately what it is, is that, like, let me point to this as an example, right? Um, most people, I could take any painting, like I could go down and find the crappiest kids painting from a fridge and then walk into the middle of a group of people, get their attention and then start to light it on fire and someone will probably try to stop me. That People would be saddened by that. Why? Why? Why would people be upset at that? It's a, It's just a piece of paper with a crude crayon drawing on it. But why do people get upset when I do that? Uh, wait, if I were to do that, I don't do that for the record. <laughs> but I imagine people would be upset if I did that. Uh, I, I mean, presumably it's not yours. So someone might be upset that you're destroying something that's not yours. Okay. But what if I assure you that... Okay, that okay, that's fair though. But is that it? What if I say, well, it's just a picture of it. It's just a copy. I see maybe people, again, I see people being upset about like the assumptions that they're making up front, but if they knew about it, probably wouldn't be upset. But even then, if it's objectively worthless, like if it's like the ugliest piece of sin ever on paper, like on a crappy piece of copier paper, why do people still get upset about that? I don't know. I might just be upset that you're lighting fires in public, but that's all. I think that there's this inherent idea that people respect the fact that there is a subjective understanding as to what art like what art is good art, right? And to destroy it senselessly is barbaric. Like it's why just why do you have to destroy it though? You know what I mean? What else am I gonna do with it? Yeah. But it wouldn't be the same if I just took like a chair from Ikea and smashed it up. People would think I would be strange, but I don't think anyone would be saddened by that. But when it's art I think I would be more saddened by destroying the Ikea chair. Really? That thing's useful. <laughs> yeah, but what if it's like a cheap like the cheapest chair, like the equivalent, the functional equivalent of like crappy, like five-year-old. Will it art. hold me up? Probably not. Will it hold anybody up? Maybe a child. Right. Then it's useful in that way. I, I don't know. I'm also the kind of person who wears my shoes until the soles fall off like twice. So yeah, again, I don't like getting rid of things. I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like that people look at, okay, here's a better example. 
And yes, there are maybe cultural connotations to this, but I'll say it anyway. What if I burned a book? Mm. Even if it was like a mass-produced copy, right? And I had a paperback version of it. And you didn't even watch me do it, but I just told you, yeah, I just burned it. It was useless to me. That hurts people. It does. Well, okay. I still wouldn't be bothered by that. I am not bothered by burning a book in isolation. The only time that that bothers me is when, like, people get together to try to burn all copies of a book. Sure. that That's a problem because then it's censorship. Right. But, but, but like, is, you deciding to burn your book, I don't care. I don't know. Maybe I'm romanticizing art a bit, but I do think that I'm not alone in doing that. I think a lot of people have this idea that someone put work into that and you are wasting it. Very similar to your idea with the chair. I guess it also, it also depends, like, why Why did you burn it? Like, I just wanted to. You just like fire? Sure. Sure, that's fine. Like, I don't know. Like, it could be that. It could be a protest. Maybe you hate the book. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, it's still fundamentally different than deleting, like, blocking a YouTube video. I can't really destroy that. Right. I don't know. And I also think that people look at quote content as kind of the commodified version of art where it, everybody has access to it. So it's inherent value is decreased. Like as far as like, Oh, you're not going to, it's not unique to anybody. It's not, there's no necessity to preserve it necessarily. It's like everybody could see it if they wanted to. So if you don't like it, it's fine. Everyone. It, you're, I feel like I'm once again, the odd man out here because I am an archivist. And if I see something online, even if it's on YouTube or whatever, where I'm like, yeah, most likely years and years from now, I'll be able to look this up again and find it. I'll save it. Yeah. You're definitely the odd person out. I think most people's I, most idea. Most people don't even know that you can do that, but. Sure. Well, most people, I don't think would wonder why do you even bother it's on the internet the internet is forever except when it isn't true and many things that i have enjoyed i've gone back later and found were gone true but most people i don't think realize that right um and maybe if they did they would see it differently i don't know but i think that's really kind of i, I, I don't know I think it's a combination of the way people interact with it. If you, if it's something that you can interact with that you could just toss on in the background and it, and you don't really care, you don't, you don't have to give it your full attention or you could watch it multiple times if you needed to. It's fine. If you miss something, um, it's something that can be shared with other people because you don't have to have a physical copy and it's not restricted. Access is not really restricted. Um, but if people don't watch it or can like it or can, you know, it doesn't bother you all that much. And like how it slots into the priority of your day, it, the combination of like those perceptions plus the ease of distribution, making it a commodity, commodity essentially, um, and the fact that it's free makes it content. And and that being said, though, I think that I I watch certain YouTube quote content creators that. I will even go so far as to like when I'm telling someone about it, if I want them to actually pay attention, I'll say, Dude, you've got to watch this video. It's a work of art. Like you need to pay attention to what's going on. This person put a lot of work into it. You can tell. But the vast, vast majority of content on YouTube is person with a, you know, chic looking background talking into a camera off the cuff, usually. Um, 
about something and it might be lightly edited together to be somewhat more coherent and down to a short enough consumable bit of time. And I think that's another thing about it. Like we're talking about mainly YouTube videos right now, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing you and I interact with the most. What do you think about TikTok posts, which are videos? They're just shorter. Do you describe those as art or are they more content? No, and I don't don't even know if I would always describe YouTube videos as art either. That's why I kind of sort of halfway clarified at the beginning that I'm not meaning that I want us to consider all these things art. It's just that I think that in the in calling things content, we limit them only to these like specific purposes of, of filling the gaps in your life where you would otherwise be totally bored. So essentially you're worried that we're lump, we're, we're, we're lumping art in with content, not so much worried about lumping content in with art or caring about content more. Or, and also like the imprecision of the language bothers me. Sure. What are you doing? Oh, I'm consuming some content. Cool. You've told me nothing about what you're doing other than that it's nothing productive, probably. Yeah, I think that absolutely is what's being communicated is that I'm I'm doing everything short of wasting time. I'm doing the bare minimum above wasting time. Literally by doing sitting nothing. by yourself doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing something while also doing nothing. I'm doing nothing of value. I think is what's essentially being communicated. Right. Which may not even be true. You don't, but even I don't know, know that. Yeah, like, I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm frustrated with the amount of time that people spend doing truly nothing of value. Even though I do a fair bit of that myself. But I feel like not quite as much. Yeah. I, I, I try to make it unhealthy the amount of time I spend in front of the computer as it may be. True. I do try to make it useful in some way. Mm-hmm. Most of the time that I'm sitting in front of the computer watching something... I am learning something. That's true. But then even then, we call it educational content. I wouldn't, though. Mm, that's, But that's a phrase I hear very frequently to describe it. Like, yeah, like, if, if, I'm, if I'm learning something, like, if someone, if someone asked me in the middle of that, what are you up to? I wouldn't say, oh, I'm watching some content right now. I would say I'm watching a science video right now or something like that. I would... Be specific about what it is that I'm doing. Hmm. But I still think you're communicating two different things if you were to say it. Like, I think that there is a valid way to say it both ways, and they both would be valid. One one tells me that you're watching it intently, and that you would rather not be distracted, or this is receiving your more full attention. Whereas, if you were to tell me, oh, I'm just watching some science content, like, that tells me that... I can probably interrupt you and you'd be fine with it. Like I could talk to you while you're watching it and it wouldn't bother you. But if you said I'm watching a science video, that kind of tells me. Yeah, I don't want to be interrupted if I'm watching a science video or I'm going to pause it and focus on you now. Sure. But I think that's the difference, right? And I think that most people are totally fine being interrupted in the middle of their whatever time because they, they genuinely just have a lot of free time. Right. They're hoping for the next interesting thing to happen. Yeah. Please distract me from, from this yeah. yeah fomo kicks in and they really want to know what's going on you know yeah fear of missing out for those who don't understand that lingo right but, yeah i don't know um i still think it's a useful word but i do i would say that maybe it's i think we're still in our infancy of internet quote content as far as we had to have we had to give it a name right now um just like 
when films were first out, we didn't necessarily differentiate the same way that we do today. Like, the term blockbuster didn't exist, right? Um, summer blockbuster, winter blockbuster, action film. Like, granted, a lot of these also had to do with the limitations of the format at the time. But there was a general structure and understanding of what a film was. They all kind of followed a very similar, you know, format. It, not just that they were on film, but like they were typically short. They typically, especially early silent films, you you had a very decent idea. It was meant to communicate a very small summarized message. And the only additional description you would need to give it is like the nature. Is it somewhat, is it meant to be funny? Is it meant to be dramatic? You know? And that's what we would give it. Um, but as we, it's matured as a medium, we built terms to support the various things. Like documentaries, for example, are not referred to as films most of the time. Like, Or you'll, they'll be referred to as docu-films or docu-series or things like that. We build terms up for it. And I think that you'll see the same thing happen. Especially since when you look at the production quality of what some of these, quote, independent content creators can do, like, it's up there. You know, it's, it's getting harder and harder to differentiate between like a low budget television show from the 90s and just something some guy put together in his in a week in his house, you know, um, as far as like the quality that's going to be delivered and for the entertainment value. So I think that and, and granted, I think that there will still always be something referred to as content. Like I hate to say it, but I think that podcasts are generally content. Not always. There are definitely podcasts that are like topic specific but it depends on whether or not you're engaged with it or not you know it's how you choose to interact with it so as the attitude changes around how you interact with things like i said before there are certain youtubers that like when i watch their stuff it's like oh no this is like don't distract me right now i really want to watch this um and pay attention but other of it's not and i think we'll get to the point where content will really start to just mean content and then we'll see new verbiage new definitions of for uh, emerge for those other things and then it won't be an issue anymore um i don't know when that'll happen i, I don't even know that's going to happen i think i think that it'll happen somewhat organically um because we'll start finding that the word content's not good enough to like i think it, i don't know if it'll come from the people who make this stuff like if someone who gets real sick of their stuff referred to as content and say no i want you to pay attention to my stuff when you watch it, I don't want you to just turn this on in the background and I don't need to worry about my views. I don't need to worry about my analytics. You know, this is art, what I do. And I want you to consume it as such. And you can be picky and snooty about it, but people that could be a start of it, or it could just be people who want to differentiate things that they like from the riffraff content. Because if you look at the mess, like, who would you guess is the primary consumer of internet, like just YouTube videos? What what demographic is the consumes more hours of YouTube than any other demographic? If you had to guess, children, children, and children can't do anything other than consume content most of the time. Like they are easily distracted. They have short attention spans. They don't have a firm it's they don't they're not at this point where they need to have a firm grasp of what's going on. It's just sounds to them young children anyway. And so that's like the vast majority of the stuff that gets made. 
because that's what gets watched and that's what gets paid for, you know, by the views and engagements and stuff. Like I love to watch, you know, video essay reviews, game reviews that are in a video essay format. I also like to watch entertaining, like green screen, like content where people do put, do put a lot of work into making skits and things like that. I think those are very entertaining, but there's also people who pretty much film their life in the form of a vlog or they are a person that streams for a living and then takes clips out of their stream and cuts them together where most of their videos is a guy in front of guy or girl in front of camera with Mike in front of their face, bopping around, just making jokes or just being a normal person and forming parasocial relationships all the time with people. And that's the, you see that a ton. I think those people generate more quote content as far as hours are concerned than almost anybody else. Sure. Because it's easy. It's low effort. Well, yeah, yeah, right. They're live streaming and then, yeah, you can just pick out the highlights. Because, yeah, if you're live doing stuff for several hours a day, you're going to say you're gonna say something funny or whatever or maybe vaguely insightful at some point throughout that. Right. And then you can stitch that into a 10-minute video or something like that. Yeah, or a, an app. An hour, and that's going to get cut up by different people in different ways. Like you, you have there. It's an ecosystem. There are, there are the, the parasites that latch on to you as a the original source creator that are going to make their own right. clips or yeah, their own the little clip channel. Yeah, the clip channel. Yeah, and it grows into its own little microcosm. And if you look at the number of hours on YouTube covering a specific person's quote content, it can quickly grow to more hours than were actually spent recording the original piece of content in general especially if you go cross site, you know what I mean? Like your Twitch VOD will be eight hours because that's how long a lot of these people stream for. So it's eight hours of a Twitch VOD, but then there will be like, they might upload that whole thing to YouTube. So that's eight hours on YouTube as well, totaling 16. Um, then if you have several clip videos out of an eight hour video, you can reasonably come up with about an hour's worth of clip videos, right? Um, split into groups. Mm -hmm. And then people are going to break out the individual instances. Then you have the, Oh, this person out of context or this person playing this game, which is across multiple. Every time this person said X word during the stream. Yeah. Every time this person sneezed. Yeah. It, it It's weird, but very, very quickly, the content that originally was created during that eight hours, which didn't really have a direction or purpose, you know, it's not contextualized at all out. Like if you were to take snippets out of it, you're losing all the context. Right. But it gets put in, con you know, uh, juxtaposed into all sorts of different contents contexts and before you know it it's you could easily watch like 40 hours of things that ultimately were sourced from that stream if you were the super mega fan and can't get enough of this person and that's weird that is kind of weird but it happens like and i and and i can tell the ones that do this really well because i can I will accidentally come across a clip video or they'll be in a clip video of like a bunch of these different people. I can tell you which one of them is the most popular because there's the, they, they are the ones that I see in the feed. Like I've heard of some of these people that I've never actually sat and watched one of their streams. I've never actually sat and watched a video from their channel, but there's like penguin zero, for example, Oh yeah, Jay Schlatt, Ludwig, like people like this that like play Minecraft and stuff, or they just react to, they react to stuff or they just, it's just a dude sitting on his computer being a dude on the internet looking at the things that he likes to look at on the computer while people watch him look at things that he likes to look at on his computer. And I'm in the, down the rabbit hole you go. And I'm just like, how 
Asmund Gold's another good example. That guy used to be watched, I think, for some of his Lord of not, not Lord of Things, uh, World of Warcraft content, but now he just he's just internet bro. You know, and it's just strange, but it's not, you know, it's art in the way that you would maybe declare the Truman Show if you lived in the universe of the Truman Show as art. It's just the drama of existence, which is very mundane a lot of the time, but people, but that's what's exciting about it is that people also are living mundane lives, but what they're doing is piggybacking on the highlight moments of their life to add highlight moments to their life. You know what I mean? And that's not art, I don't think. At all. No, it's certainly not art. It's weird. It is weird. It's content. That's what it is. That's the name it deserves. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad, but that's just what it is. I don't want to put that in the same category, and I think it deserves its own title and name. I do. I would agree with you that I hate when art gets mischaracterized as content, but I also have to sit back and realize that sometimes that's my preference speaking. I think something is a work of art that someone else looks at and goes, nah, dude, that's just content. And now I'm frustrated because they're wrong and I can't go to sleep until they admit that it's art and watch it all the way through without being distracted and love it and tell me it's the best thing ever. And then they're going to subscribe to the person that I like and forward the agenda, you know, I don't know. I just, we really are slipping here. I think as a, as a species beyond the pale on this one, <laughs> I don't know how to deal with it. Um, but this is just YouTube, right? I think your biggest content offenders are things like TikTok and short video formats. Yeah, I mean, we have a different word for those, though. Which is what? Cringe. Uh, <laughs> but people that consume it don't think it's cringe. Or maybe they think it's cringe, <laughs> but they keep watching it. So what are you doing today? Uh, I'm watching some teenage girl bob her head to a song. And then doing that for 50 different songs that are out right now. That's weird. Do people do that? People do. I'm that. out of touch with the chillos oh, these days. You, you are very out of touch. There, there's this whole series of people that like, they hold the camera, but they bob their head and the camera at the same rate, so it looks like everything else is moving around them, and they'll just do it in time to the music for like 30 seconds, and they'll make faces into it while they do it, and then that's it. 300 million views. Not even joking. Those numbers are not inflated because you got to remember they're 60 seconds. They're, they're sub 60 seconds, right? Right. So people are more likely to watch it, laugh, haha, watch it again, haha, and then scroll on. And then they'll come across it again and laugh, haha, and then. So one person might engage with it three or four times. So if it was a YouTube video, which actually required some modest commitments of like five to 10 minutes of your time on the light end, it could easily blow up farther than that. And also, that it, it still counts when people like. Yeah, you know, they're sitting on the toilet, they watch the last one, they go, ha-ha, and they set their phone down, and it just loops. Each yeah. loop is a view. Right. And so it vastly inflates the numbers. But to a marketing agency, those numbers are unique impressions, you know, and big money comes that way. But yeah, it's all sorts of stuff. There's not a whole lot you can do in 30 seconds. And there are very, very few people that try their best to make the most out of that 30-second opportunity, you know. To, and that would be more borderline on, I guess, art, which is how do you cram as much meaning into 30 seconds as possible or sub 30 seconds? I don't know. I don't I don't have an account. I've just seen what people have sent me and I just cringe at it. But that's content, man. I don't see that as art at all. No, it's not art. It's not substantive enough. And maybe that's the difference. Yeah. You know, <laughs> 
substance, if your substance levels are below this bar, it's content. If it's above this bar per unit time, that's the key thing, substance per unit time, then it's art. Art or content. And then we all have a threshold where if you could quantify it, I think it would be, quote, substance, meaningful substance per unit time. You know, like going back to the definition of art. Um, and that substantiveness would be your value judgment of the creative or imaginative talent expression and technical proficiency. If it, you know, whatever you value that as per unit time. So I think we should establish a uh, scale of art versus content. I agree. So at the, at the far content side, we have TikTok cringe, which is a redundant uh, phrase. No, I would think that the farthest end is people who live stream themselves asleep. That's about as bottom of the barrel as it gets. People who turn their... Or people that like live stream a plant growing. Yeah, I guess so. That's pretty bottom barrel crap right there in my mind. Okay. And then all the way on the art side, we have CGP Grey. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not just CGP Grey, but I do think there are some people that absolutely do some creative things. Like, if you want to get real specific, it kind of goes beyond art. But like, these people that... Look at some of these people that do these engineering challenges where they actually have to solve complex engineering problems that take weeks that end up in a final video that's like a half hour long. And they may have had a bunch of build videos along the way of them doing going through the steps, but those are far less watched than the final product. You know, like the, like the Hacksmith's an example. I built an actual jetpack that actually works. Okay, buddy, that's hard. Show me. Show me. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. It's like you can see how many hours of work went into creating this 20-minute video that condenses right. the, the whole That's the kind process. of stuff that I normally spend my time watching. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to watch what people are. And, and you know, and the opposite of this, <laughs> where there's a lot of time perhaps invested, is the trick shot channels. You mm. seen those where the people yeah. like and you know that they don't even bother hiding right, it. Right, this anymore. is the 400th take. Yeah. Yeah, well, they don't even bother hiding it. Like the guy who buys like 15 decks of cards and he's sitting there flicking cards at like a paperclip trying to get it caught in it. And he finally gets it for like a 10 second clip of him actually throwing it and getting it cut, caught in the thing. And he like is so happy. That man or woman probably spent hours sitting there flicking cards at the thing, just waiting for it to come true. And then when it finally did, they captured it on video. And it's like, ah, see. Things can happen. Right. Look how cool I am. I did the thing. In 10 seconds, even though I, if I were to sit here for, and give you a four-hour video, most people are going to go, don't care through the first three hours and 59 minutes and 30 seconds, and they're just going to want to see the last 30 seconds where it actually lands. Because we, we all know that it took a long time, or I would hope that most people were smart enough to realize that this person didn't just do this on the first try. Right. Now, the opposite end of that is 22 Plinkster, who probably absolutely did do it on the first time because he's actually a mad <laughs> lad. But, like, you know. But, yeah, I think that's your scale. You know, we, people who stream plants growing all the way up into the person who, like, has put the just a crude, just a gross amount of hours to create a condensed enough packet of information that's under 20 minutes or so that is just dense with research dense with work but you only need to see the surface because all the work's been done for you to weed out all the unimportant things trim it down to the point 
and then you have this it's a diamond you've taken the large coal mine and compressed it into a diamond versus the like just scratchy earth which is the you know filming a plant grow and then the the measurable unit that you apply to this scale is what i said before the your value judgment of the creative or imaginative talent expression of technical efficient proficiency beauty or emotional power or conceptual ideas per unit time so whatever that scale for you is in value judgment over unit time gives you the score and then you place it on there somewhere and that would be the content and i think that's kind of interesting too because that doesn't necessarily incentivize a long long video or piece of content right because it's that per unit time that kind of incentivizes it to a point where it needs to be short enough to be consumed. Like most CGP gray videos are like 10 ish minutes, 15 mm-hmm. ish minutes. Like his humans need not apply. Probably his most influential video that he ever made. The one that really got me into his channel is like 15 minutes. I think. Like is it, it even that long? I don't, it, it is. I think around it's his older videos are a lot shorter. Right. But that was his first really substantive one that I watched anyway, where he, it, you could tell there's a thesis behind it, right? right? Um, but the research that went into that, I could tell, was immense. So if you look at like maybe 140, 150, 160 hours worth of work condensed into 20 minutes, you know, and then presented in a way that is also exercising those things, you know, if I gave that a score mile, that's like a that's like a hundred points over 20 minutes. That's like more than a, yeah, that's five points a minute. If it was a 20 minute video. Right. So five PPM is like really good. Um, but I think that's also kind of why TikTok sometimes gets rated up higher is because if it was only like five seconds, it, you know, to get five PPM. You can fit anything in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's interesting at all, you're scoring high. Yeah. Yep. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the people that record something or create something that's really freaking boring for a long, that's long. And that's what sifts to the bottom. Right. I'm going to watch Ice Melt for 10 hours. Yeah. Hear me out, though. Um, watching Ice Melt sped up is actually kind of interesting. Well, yeah. Also, lots of slow things sped up are interesting and true. fast things slowed down are interesting. Lots of things put into presses and <laughs> are interesting. My boys at the hydraulic press channel. I think this has been a purely subjective video, but I think are oh, you come up with a useful scale. We need to name this scale. The content art spectrum, the art content spectrum, or what do you want to call it? I don't know. There's definitely a spectrum involved. I don't know. We'll have to come up with a clever name for it or not. Join us for our next content in which we nope. name this thing. I've got it. We'll call it the ACSPEC. The A-C-S-P-E-C. Art Content Spectrum. I hate it. ACSPEC. Aspect. Oh, there's going to be some good stuff in here. I'm going to have a lot of fun and now, with this. now, another exciting incident of the uh, the human endeavor to name things after words that you already exist. To. You have to. got to be catchy. It's the law. Um, is the law philosophers philosophers if you like the music in this episode please check out Jippy on Bandcamp at jippy.bandcamp.com
Philosophers is supported by viewers like you. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a topic you'd like to see revisited in the future, please let us know by contacting us using the methods in the description, or in the comments below. Thank you for listening.